Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. Thank you so much for listening to our show and making it your first listen each and every day or your first watch on YouTube. My name is JJ Jackson. I proudly serve as the host of Lockdown Blue Devils. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. On today's program, I have the pleasure of being joined by a good buddy of mine, Brian Horace. He runs the at Duke Blogger Twitter account. DukeBlogger.com is an awesome website that you should check out as well. Brian's here to talk with me on today's program. Let's welcome him into the show. Brian, it's so good to see you. It's been a little bit yeah, since we had you? the chance to catch up. How you doing, man? Doing all right, man. How about yourself? I, I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Thanks for uh, taking some time to chat with me. Uh, I don't think we even talked in the NCAA tournament, man. And all of a sudden, yeah. the Blue Devils make a big run to the Final Four. Just how wild was that, thinking back on it? That was uh, it was crazy. You know, it felt like they were playing with house money. I mean, you know, granted, they were a top team all year. But, you know, with that youth, it was just uh, they, they, they went through some tough teams to get there. And it was, uh, it was, it was fun to watch. It was a, it was a nice time. It's cool. When you look back, what were some of your favorite moments from this past season? Uh, you know, there was a lot of things. I, I think for me, just that last run, I mean, beating some tough teams like Michigan State, Texas Tech, and then Arkansas, I think that sort of seeing the team sort of gel together there and, and really put it together in those final you know few games was, was just was fun to watch. Yeah, I, I think that's the problem that we get into as Duke fans is you get in this tournament mindset and it's so easy to think about the tournament success because that's the last moment. That's what you're going to be defined by. The mindset is always the banners, right? And still, mm-hmm. unfortunately, Duke's looking for that sixth, the national championship as a program uh, that oftentimes you can look over what a, what was accomplished in the regular season, but it's because you're playing on such a big stage and the rest of the country is watching the NCAA tournament. And boy, Duke played really well in those first four NCAA tournament games and had a couple of guys really take over. Oh, without a doubt. And even in addition to that, before they even got there, a lot of people have been saying, you know, well, Duke hasn't won, uh, you know, the regular season ACC, you know, in so many odd years. And they did that this year, which was, uh, you know, it was, I mean, it was a surprise, honestly, in a lot of ways. I mean, they're always picked to finish there, but they, uh, you know, in, a, in an ACC season that that saw a lot of teams step up like Miami and, uh, you know, Virginia Tech, it was nice, you know, for Duke to actually finish atop the ACC standings for once. Uh, you know, it's been it's been quite a quite a while. So yeah, it was nice. 2006, the last time Duke was able to win an outright ACC title. And I agree, it was surprising. I think you factor in, you've got all the newcomers to a team. Duke hadn't been there in two seasons because of COVID and then missing the tournament a year before. I mean, it was a huge surprise that Duke was able to go and 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 win. I know a lot of people had them as, as preseason favorites to win the regular season, but just the trend of these one-and-done teams – Winning the regular season was something that we hadn't really done. I guess, A, why do you think that's been the case? And B, what made this team different? What made them able to be so consistent throughout the regular season? I think um, for Duke this season, you know, I think defense was there. You know, I think they were a much better defensive team uh, than they have been in, in in the last few years. You know, they had, um, you know, a good 
back court. They had a good front court. They just had a lot of good complimentary pieces that that helped him this season. I, I think they, um, you know, I know there's a lot made of, you know, obviously Coach K's last year, but I think a lot of that made this team really close. I think, you know, I think they really went through this season as brothers, and I think they, um, I think it helped them. I, I think it helped them gel and maybe a little earlier than uh, than a lot of those other teams do. And uh, there was buy-in. I mean, there was buy-in from everybody on the court, everybody on the roster up and down. And I think, you know, that and just, you know, there was just something about this team that that stuck out. They just they just played really well together. And it was never just one guy. You know, some guy, some days it was Paolo. Some days Mark Williams had to take over. Sometimes it was AJ's, you know, three-point shooting. And I, yeah. I think they got it from different guys every time. Such a fun season to think back on. And, and now we'll see what the future looks like. For Duke men's basketball, you, of course, are listening to a Thursday edition of Locked On Blue Devils. J.J. Jackson hanging out with Brian Horace. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Talking about this past season that ended for Duke men's basketball, with the end of the season comes the future. Unfortunately, Duke lost uh, the last two games against the North Carolina Tar Heels and also lost that ACC Tournament Championship against Virginia Tech, but uh, still a really exciting season to celebrate the 13th Final Four for Mike Krzyzewski, and uh, the team made it all the way to the final weekend of the tournament. Five players declared for the NBA draft. How surprised are you by that? Uh, Not at all. I mean, that that was, at least from my understanding, the plan all season long was – the guys that were there that uh, declared were the guys that were always going to declare. Um, the only, you know, possibility, the only ifs were obviously, um, you know, Trevor Keels could have gone either way and he still may. There's still, you know, there's that outside chance he returns. I don't think he will, but there's always that chance. And Wendell Moore could stay or go. He's, you know, young for his class, you know, barely 20. He's not even 21 yet. So there was always the possibility that he could come back, you know, but um don't fault any of them for declaring. They all had a, sh- you know, they all have a shot at that first round. So there's really not yeah. much reason not to give it a shot, at least. Go get your money when you can get your money. This this oh, Duke team uh, now has a chance of having five draft picks. We're hopeful that it can be five first round picks. That has only happened once before. Kentucky has only done it once, but mm-hmm. the Kentucky Wildcats did do it a few seasons ago. Just the idea that Duke could have five first-round draft picks that all played on one team. Really, really impressive. It hurts a little bit, as I was talking about with uh, Ryan Lohman at the Duke Nation yesterday on the show, because you know the end result of that team, that they didn't win the whole thing. But still, to celebrate a team that had five first-round draft picks, potentially, that'd be crazy. Yeah, it's. I mean, for, for these kids, it's all about you know pursuing that dream. And you know, if if you as a fan can't appreciate that dream coming true for them, then, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. All right, let's talk about the future of the Stukeman's basketball team. Mm-hmm. The transfer portal's been off and running crazy. But first, I want to take a moment to uh, highlight some of our fine sponsors here on Locked On Blue Devils. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. What an exciting time of year. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Tonight is the NFL Draft. Exciting lines and odds over at BetOnline 
BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Continuing to move forward here, Lockdown Blue Devils on this Thursday. JJ Jackson hanging out with my buddy Brian Horace at Duke Blogger. Our first conversation on the podcast where we've been on the YouTube platform. So for the new viewers out there, Brian, kind of give them the background. I've heard the story before, but I want to highlight it again. How did Duke Blogger come to be? Kind of give us the synopsis. Uh, I, it's a good question. I, one of those things where I was always a big fan, obviously, since I was a kid. And uh, at that time, there weren't a lot of uh, Duke blogs out there necessarily. So I was mm-hmm. like, well, why not me? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I jumped in and been doing it ever since. It's been going on for probably over a decade now. So yeah, just been been doing it. <laughs> Such a big page, thousands of followers at this point. Is there a moment, Brian, that you really remember it taking off or, or kind of what was the turn? Uh, you know, that's, that's a good question. I, I, I don't think so. I think before the 2015 season, I started to see like, whoa, I'm, I'm doing numbers. <laughs> I wasn't really expecting that. And uh, yeah, at that point, it, it became something almost like a second job in that uh, I was putting a lot of uh, time into it and effort into it and being the only guy, you know, all the graphics, all the writing, all the coding, it's all me. So yeah, that that's when it sort of became, you know, the thing. That's the big thing to highlight here. It's not just a Twitter account, right? Like if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see the handle there at Duke blogger, please go press that follow button, but also you can put that in your search engine dukeblogger.com and you've got stories graphics as you're saying i mean it's a whole operation that you're doing there and uh, that's awesome that's awesome appreciate it all right so let's talk about the uh the upcoming season for duke men's basketball a lot of uh freshmen coming into the mix obviously uh six of them the number one class in america pretty surreal that john shire his first time ever having to put together a team he's got the number one class in the country coming in yeah he's he's done uh you know unprecedented things on the recruiting trail and he's you know he's he had a plan he set out for certain guys and he targeted those guys and i think you know being able to uh be on the recruiting trail a lot more this past season because you know you had k not on the recruiting trail and k working with the kids you know on campus i think that gave you know john a a bit of a leg up and he was able to really capitalize on that and bring in a lot of really dynamic high-level players who are some of the prize guys? I mean, I, I think you got to start with the bigs probably on the inside with Lively and Filipowski. What's that going to be like to have such big guys, uh, interior players coming into the mix? as yeah, freshmen? Think, yeah, having two guys that, you know, with that sort of size and, and differing skill sets, obviously Lively is a uh, you know high energy shot blocker, lob catcher, you know, with, with an emerging outside game. Um, and then, you know, Filipowski's really um, – so he's got that grit to him. But he can also step outside, hit the three. He's uh, he's got a little uh, little edge to him, which I kind of like. And uh, you know, he's a strong kid, fundamentally sound. So I think you know those those two varying skill sets are going to do uh, are going to give you know Duke a pretty dynamic uh, front court. And then Derek Whitehead, I think, is the other player that really uh, is exciting a lot of folks. Tell me a little bit about him. Oh, he's impressive. You know, sort of a. a sort of a, a mix, a hybrid of a swing guard and a, and a small forward at 6'6", you know, just under 200. You know, he's got, uh, he can bring the ball up the court. He can, he can shoot threes. He's got that, uh, 
you know, that, that Harden like step back, but he's uh, really adept at getting to the rim as well. He'll, you know, he'll, he'll put it on your head as well. He's got, uh, and he's, he's an alpha. He's definitely an alpha and he's a, uh, he's, he's a guy that's ready. The other freshman I want to highlight here with you again, Brian Hor Horace joining us here at Duke blogger on Twitter, a Thursday edition of locked on blue devils. When you look at this team coming back, a lot of people were wondering the decision by Trevor Keels again, still possibility that Trevor does decide, you know what, there is money, the NIL way that I could profit off of Duke University and come back and really improve my stock. But a lot of people want to talk about that two-guard spot, right? They really want to figure out how you can have a wing out there and be successful with this team with Jeremy Roach coming back. You've got Jaden Shute, a shooter that's coming out of the state of Illinois. But the guy that I feel like a lot of people are kind of sleeping on is a lefty. Mark Mitchell uh, is going to be joining the Brotherhood for this upcoming season a freshman for Duke. What do you like about his game? And, and tell me a little bit about him. What I like about Mitchell is he's, he's versatile. He can do a lot of different things. I mean, he can step out and shoot. He's a, you know, he's a, he's a good defender. He can defend multiple positions, be it, you know, one through five, really at his size, six, eight, two Oh five, but he's not a lumbering guy. He's a guy that's quick. You know, he's um in the, in the mold of a lot of Duke wings, he can get, he can get a rebound and drive the ball up the court for, you know, the length of the court. He's a he's a decent passer. He does a lot of things well, and I think that's where he fits in this team. You can plug him in a lot of different positions. I think that's going to be you know his most value is in his versatility. Six freshmen coming in to play for Duke this upcoming season. John Shire put the class together again, the number one class in the country. Just to kind of wrap up this portion of the conversation, what do you think about this class altogether? Put all the parts uh, together. I think this class is a um, it's going to be a generational class for Duke. I think there are a lot of complementary pieces. I think they're all work together and they they're all ready to work, which is uh, which is the, uh, the the nice thing. I saw uh, you know Filipowski tweeted once he found out that uh, Roach was coming back that you know hey we're ready for you to lead us. <laughs> I think that's the attitude that these guys they want to be led, but they also want to separate themselves. And I think they're uh, this these are the guys to do it. There's a lot of differing skill sets. You know, you've got shooting coming in. You've got guys that are going to be, a, you know, a Justice Winslow type and that they're going to do the little things, the dirty things like a Mark Mitchell, you know, someone will get, who will get the rebounds, who will uh, dive on the floor. And you've got your uh, your interior scoring with Lively. You've got Filipowski who can do a lot of different things from, you know, interior to, to, uh, to out to the perimeters and, and shoot, man. I, I think he's another one of those guys that is uh, – highly undervalued right now just because you know a lot of guys don't know about him or saw him play but the kid is a shooter he's an athlete he can uh, you know he can get to the rim he's a guy that i think is going to surprise some people may not have been the highest ranked recruit they got but i think his uh, his ability to shoot his ability to get his own shot his you know hitting shots off the bounce off the dribble coming off screens he's going to be one to look for in a bigger frame, too. I mean, he can dunk, attack the rim. Uh, exactly. His last name, you look at it, you <laughs> want to say shut uh, the way it's spelled, but it's shoot, and he's a shooter. I mean, it's just perfect. Match made in heaven. <laughs> exactly. And I love how you summarize that class, and I think that's so important that they do want to work, but they want to stand out. I completely forgot to mention that that Filipowski tweet that you referenced. That's awesome. That's for sure kind of uh, what people should be talking about with this Duke class. They're going to stand out but they also want to be led and they want to be a part of the Duke family and hopefully lead Duke to another ACC championship. And, and we know we want to get that national title as well. I want to talk about some other pieces that could be added to the team mm -hmm. with Brian Horace when we return in just a moment. 
The NFL Draft is tonight, and it's a big announcement for the first time ever. Locked On is hosting live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft from our studios in Dallas with pick-by-pick analysis from our local team of experts and draft gurus. You can tune in all three days as our draft team guides you through every pick and every trade in real time. It all starts tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time, available on the Locked On NFL YouTube and on the Odyssey app. Final segment here, final few moments with my buddy Brian Horace at Duke Blogger on Twitter. DukeBlogger.com is something that you should check out. Big news earlier this week, Kale Ketchings commits to Duke coming over from Harvard. Uh, what stands out to you about this commit for the Blue Devils? Um, I think, you know, it, it fills a role. I think he, you know, at his size, he's another versatile guy, you know, being what, 6'6", 220-ish, you know, being able to play sort of on the wing, but also if you saw any of him at Harvard, he also played in the post quite a bit. You know, he's a guy that can shoot the ball uh, decent. He, uh, I think he was like a 36, 35.5% three-point shooter. You know, he's a, he's a guy that has a little bounce to him as well. You know, and Catchings, obviously a nephew of Tamika Catchings, which yeah. is a you know nice little family, uh, you know, atmosphere there. I think Duke will, you know, maybe she'll be at a game or two. You know, so <laughs> would be nice. I saw her reference his uh, his commitment on uh, online as well. But I, I think he fills a you know he fills a spot that you know gives Duke a little depth on both the inside and the outside. I mean, he's a, like I said, he can step out and shoot, but he's also a guy that puts in the work underneath as well. He's got a strong frame, similar size to to, to Trevor Keels actually. I think uh, maybe a little bit taller, but uh, he's got the you know the ability to push some guys around if need be as well. And, and experience at the end of the day, I think that's important. He's exactly. got uh, one year left of eligibility. I did talk on yesterday's show about the. Uh, his, his aunt being Tamika Catchings didn't really tie it back into the program. And yeah, she could be around Durham. And then, you know, you want to look for all the connections because we want all things Duke to succeed. You got Carol Lawson, who's leading the Duke women's basketball program. She went to Tennessee and played for the yeah. Lady Vols, as did Tamika Catchings. So maybe, yeah, and maybe they can uh, kind of help push forward the success of Duke University women's basketball. That would certainly be awesome. All right, today is Thursday. That means that today, Duke has Northwestern transfer Ryan Young on campus. We found out there are reports out there. He's set to visit the Duke Blue Devils. A lot of people feel like at the end of the day, he could be committing and joining uh, John Shire's team for this upcoming season. Comes from the Chris Collins Northwestern squad. So that's staying within the Duke family. We see that with Catchings and the Tommy Amaker connection at Harvard. We saw it with Theo John and the Steve Wojciechowski connection at Marquette. But a 6'10 big guy. Uh, what do you think about Ryan Young? You think it seems like he could be committing to Duke, and what would he add? I, I expect uh, you know Coach Shire to close this one out. Hopefully uh, this weekend. Um, you know, I think he brings what Duke needs. I mean, he, you know, we have Lively, and obviously we have a Filipowski who are you know a, bit, a little you know smaller in frame. I think you need a guy like Young to come in who's got a little, you know a bit more girth to him at, at what two forty, I believe, six ten. You know, he can play sort of the Theo John role, come off the bench, give Duke some solid minutes. And, you know, he wasn't like he was a, you know, a bad player at Northwestern. I mean, nine points a game, you know, in the Big Ten is pretty darn good. Yeah, no, I mean, he's going to fill a role, as we said. I think that's what you're looking for in these transfer positions. And people were worried about the interior depth uh, of this Duke team coming in. Theo John kind of set expectations really high, right? Like you've got a lot to live up to. Exactly. He was able to have all his success as a player at Marquette and then really took pride in the fact that I get to play for Duke. And so um, Ryan Young out of 
the state of New Jersey before going over and uh, playing for Northwestern. It'd be a huge get for John Shire and company. Speaking of the end company part of uh, Coach Shire, they still need another assistant coach. Like we've only got Emil Jefferson, who's been elevated, and Chris Carowell still from within. Mike Shragi, a special assistant to the coach. We've seen Shragi out on the recruiting trail with Shire and Emil Jefferson. But uh, are you hearing anything about this assistant coach? Because a lot of people have been surprised by, wait a minute, we do still need to get one more guy on the bench. Yeah, it's been quiet. I have, I've, I've heard nothing. I mean, I know the guy I want them to get, but I don't know if that's a guy that they're targeting, which would be uh, Bruce Weber. Okay. <laughs> you know, he's a guy that resigned his position at Kansas State and but still wants to be a coach. So right. Like, if he's into it, I mean, you bring a guy like that in, who almost can serve as another head coach in a lot of ways. He right. has that experience, you know. I, I think that'd be a home run. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think they're necessarily looking for him, but I think if I had my druthers, that would be a guy that I would be like, "Hey, we need you. Come in." Because so it's, it's a fairly young staff that Shire is working with, so you think that they want to bring in someone with a little bit of experience. Who just made a cameo for us on YouTube here, Brian? Who, who was that that just popped in? That <laughs> was my dog, Zoe. <laughs> Zoe. All right. Zoe getting some love here on the Locked On Blue Devils YouTube feed. Uh, so the Bruce Weber angle. A lot of people seem like it's going to be a guy outside of the Duke tree. Mike Krzyzewski, the last two decades that he was a coach, I mean, pretty much up and down the bench you look, and it's like Duke alum, Duke alum, Duke alum, Duke alum, all these Duke guys. Mm -hmm. And it's the John Shire era. He has the opportunity to lead the operation the way he wants to. Are you kind of hearing that it does seem like that last spot will be someone that's not affiliated with Duke? I believe that to be the case. Um, it, again, you know, they could go differently than I than I expected. Right. I can't really think of any one currently that is not coaching that they could grab. I mean, I think you got uh, Duhon is at Bryant uh, University. I think you have um, um, William Avery wouldn't be a bad pickup if you were looking for inside the Brotherhood. I think he's right. the right, you know, and I think he just worked on his degree at Duke just recently as well. So he'd be an interesting pickup as you know. Yeah, your guy to, to coach the guards even, but I still think they're going to go with someone with experience, and I think that's going to have to lead them outside of the uh, you know the brotherhood. Yeah, I know Tyler Thornton is at Howard right now. Uh, Steve Wojciechowski, obviously not with a uh, job currently. That's a name that a lot of people had had thrown out there, but we will see. We got to find out who that next assistant coach for Duke men's basketball will be. Brian, this has been a whole lot of fun. Uh, DukeBlogger.com, as I said, what can people find if they put that into their search bar? Well, um, you'll find articles, uh, any any breaking news that's coming out about Duke. Uh, we'll be ramping up here pretty soon. Now that the roster is getting filled and set, you'll start to see more articles on uh, how these players are going to fit and what the uh, you know what the sort of uh, next year is going to look like, basically. Brian, I certainly do appreciate the time. We'll do this again sometime soon. Okay. All right. Appreciate it. All right. That's Brian Horace joining us here on today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils. Thank you so much for watching our show today. Please go support Brian and everything he's doing. DukeBlogger.com. Follow him on Twitter at DukeBlogger. If you're watching us on YouTube, we enjoyed the cameo from his dog Zoe a couple of times and enjoyed getting to hear and see uh, Brian's stuff here on the program. Again, make sure you're on the lookout for the Locked On NFL Draft coverage coming your way a little bit later tonight. That's another Thursday edition of Locked On Blue Devils. My name is JJ Jackson. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you and good day.